This is an Area Code podcast. You're listening to The Table of Malcontents, where Aaron Armstrong, Dave Schrader, and Barnabas Piper talk about the books they love and a few they really don't to help you be a better reader. What's up, everybody? Uh, this is Aaron. Welcome to today's episode of Table of Malcontents. With me, as always, is Barnabas. Barnabas, what's going on, man? We're here. We're podcasting. We're, we're in, in a hotel. Minneapolis. Yep. It's fantastic. Hotel podcasting is a special sort of podcasting. It is. It's just it's unique. Not, it's awkward. Well, not as awkward as it could be. Bundling into a hotel room. Look, we have... Hanging a don't disturb sign on the door. <laughs> stealing furniture from other rooms to give everybody seats. Right. That's true, but at least we're not on the beds. So. Good, it's good for them to know, listeners. Yeah. Nobody, nobody, yes. yeah, no one is sitting on a bed. No full, one is lounging. Full, fully clothed. No not robes. on beds. Yep. No robes. <laughs> no robes. <laughs> I still have my shoes on. That's true. That's yep. true. And of course, I'm all feet yeah. on the floor. In fact, there was a. Uh, I think it was it might one Christian college associated with the Southern Baptist Convention had a uh, four feet on the floor rule. If ever some people of opposite gender were in the room mm. together, so four like on the floor door, yeah, door open and four on the floor. So we've got uh, we've got all six of the feet in this room firmly planted on the floor, firmly. just that's, so people know. You know that's yep. good. That's some accountability. Thank that's you, right. Barnabas. Um, <laughs> Avoiding the appearance yeah. of evil. That's right. Good news, guys. We're not getting fired today. We're above reproach. <laughs> that's right. Maybe when this airs, but not today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's still time that's true um uh, oh, <laughs> thank you for that but uh and of course you you heard uh you heard a different voice and not right. uh, not our friend friend dave no um, not dave at all not dave at all um instead that more like dave good job that's yeah. a good impression it's close to my mickey mouse that's right it was very <laughs> I, they both <laughs> oh, keep those they both the floor, work please. they both work so uh, but uh, but with us today is our friend jeff matters that's right what's yeah. up guys Jeff, how you doing, man? Wonderful. Not good, freezing. Good. This temp- this weather and this temperature for this half Mexican blood is yeah. really difficult. Me- half Mexican, all Texan, though. That's right. Yeah. I so. mean, Aaron's 100% Canadian, and it's also cold for him, so that tells you that it's, it's like, legit it's cold. cold. I mean, when I walked out of the restaurant at lunch, I couldn't breathe. When yeah. I came, I was like, <gasps> yes, when the weather takes your breath away. And not, and not because... I was going to say, that's, that's where that's my mind went. I'm like, yep. no, this is different. Yep. This is more like a gut punch. Yeah, yeah that's right. Like, that's it's right. choking me. Yeah. It gets, and then the breath usually comes out of the mouth with the sound of four-letter words. It's like... <laughs> and then it's gone. Oh, it was un... Oh, man. Yep. Even a PG-11. Sorry, folks. That's my right, bad. That's right. My bad, John. It's okay. It's okay. You, you're fine. I didn't. I didn't say any content. Don't worry. Nope. There's a lot of other four-letter words. <laughs> Can't. Oh. Yeah. Cold. Yeah, that's see, right. That's right. Should so we keep going? That's, what I, thought, that's what I thought you were saying. That's, yeah. See. Yes. So there you go. There you go. Four-letter words, y'all. I don't know what you guys are that's thinking. That's what we're always Good referencing. Yeah. Heads we, out of the gutter, people. Yeah. Come All right. On. So, uh, so Jeff, Jeff, uh, you have just finished. You have a book, a new book coming out. That's right. Yeah, yeah. March first with the Good Book Company. Yes. What's it called? You want me to? I, do, I you're want allowed you to, to say. Yeah, it. You're it's allowed safe. to say it. Okay. Aaron's not allowed to engage okay. that topic. It's called humble capitalism. <gasps> Repeat it, please, in case people didn't humble, understand it the first time. I'll, I'll leave room for a beep so you yeah. can get the okay. Thank you. The sensors in. Humble capitalism. I'm sorry. It's like jumbo shrimp. That's right. 
That's chapter two. It makes about as much Government sense. intelligence. <laughs> yeah. Chapter two is called Why Humble Cat Isn't an Ox... Or Why Why isn't an oxymoron. Oh, okay. I'm glad you know your titles. I know. It's been a while, man. I haven't written you know, that since like February. I don't remember last year. anything that I've written in any of my books. So I, that's totally that's okay. understandable. Yeah. Why that's humble okay. Calvinism isn't an oxymoron. All right. So so what can you give us on that? Yeah. So I, really, I think the book was birthed from my own experience as a... Birthed as in like a book baby? As a, Man, look at that. Okay. Yeah, there okay. we go. If there we're going to get real... Yeah, it's time. Let's it's get time. real. Come on. So... First, I'm getting into my truck. I'm leaving our church office, and I pull up my and you're podcast going to labor. app. I'm going into labor. <laughs> Your water breaks. I think uh, oh, no, contractions. Wait, it was just gas, though. Just, <laughs> I was just too much coffee. We're fine. Yeah. Really had to go to the bathroom. It was just gas. But I open my podcast app, and I see you know the description, of, and Book Baby was in the description, and I just thought. Those jerks. <laughs> and I texted Barnabas right away. I was like, How could you? <laughs> he's like, What are you talking about? I'm like, I just saw. He's like, Oh, I haven't seen it. So I listened to the whole thing. And uh, Scarlett was on that episode uh-huh. too. Yep. And I was like, Okay. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to lean into this completely. Yep. When my book comes out, yeah. The internet will be graced and littered with pictures. It's going to be swaddled. Yep. Yeah. My book will be In swaddled. Cloth. It's going to have a beanie. Yeah. It's going to be laying on a blanket with one of those letter boards. Letter oh, boards good. Next good. to it that says 176 pages. Nice. You know, however many ounces the book weighs. How many Perfect. grams, probably. A little URL um, to Amazon. That's right. <laughs> Click here. Uh, yeah. Oh. So, yeah. The book baby happened by accident. All right. I, I really... You don't know how book... You don't know how babies are born? <laughs> or book babies? <laughs> the bookstore... <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, you know that may, that may be that may be a maybe a conversation for you and your publisher to have. That's true. Yeah, we're, we're meeting later today, so maybe we'll have. He to needs talk. to give you the the, uh, the the birds and the book bees. Call. Yeah. Can you this, explain book babies to me? This is Where do book babies come from. Is this PG eleven anymore? Sure. If you have children in the car, you're this not ready the, to have every, this. Every child under eleven has asked these questions about human babies. Right. We're just asking them about, about book babies. About That's book true. Babies. Yeah. That's true. So, I was talking to Jared when about yeah. his new book coming out. Jared yeah. Wilson. Jared C. Wilson. At Jared C. Wilson. At Jared C. Wilson. If you're happy around listening, yeah. it's at Jared C. Wilson. We, and we know most of you are, so it's fine. And he has a book coming out in March, too. And I said, hey, you both have a, we both have books delivering in March, because I think Amazon has that language, you know, we'll be yeah. delivered around March 1, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so, delivery, of course, that gets you thinking babies. Yeah. And book, B, yeah, alliteration. We're writers. Baptists. Like, bat- I mean, yeah, boom! It just true. happened. Book baby, and I was not premeditated. Um, there you go. But it happened. You and know, maybe you should organic. maybe you should premeditate on that one a little I'll bit more. Yeah. So then I put it on Twitter, and Jared writes, "Don't say book baby." And he, he's the one that made it worse. Yep. And now he's Instagramming about mythical mythological creatures. Uh, chupacabras, Bigfoot, yep. and my book. Being, and the Loch Ness Monster, yeah, you're being the, one of them. You've, you've made the, the triumvirate into That's a right, quad, the humble quadrumvirate. A mythological creature. That's yeah, good. Like that. That. Good job. You're a wordsmith, man. Good job. Look at me. Okay. Yeah, so the book mortify. was um, not birthed, but came to life. We're <laughs> 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 anthropomorphizing books now. It came from the earth. Where am I? The book... I don't even know, man. You, you got, got the got idea from the book from... From my own life. You, yeah, from okay. my own life. and because you are a humble Calvinist. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm probably the most yeah. humble Good. Calvinist that's ever walked so through this is That's one what those, I've always thought about you. Yeah. This is a Be Like Me book. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. Good. Um, Everybody will buy it now. Yes. I don't know why they wouldn't or hadn't pre-ordered already. Yeah. No. no, obviously I'm a recovering cranky Calvinist and 
grown some in that, but mm-hmm. I'm still tempted to, you know, go rent property in Cage Stage County. And I have to fight that. And I can see that in Friends. Can you, quick parenthesis, define Cage Stage Calvinist? Cage stage Calvinist. Yeah, so those, those of us who have to deal with theologically minded people right, all the time right. are like, oh, we know exactly what that is. Right. Our listeners, if, they've, if they're still listening, they heard Calvinist, they probably like, tuned out. out, let's be honest. Yeah. What is a Cage Stage so, Calvinist? Mom, if you're there, um, Cage Stage Calvinism, since she's probably the only one still listening That's now, right. um, <laughs> is when you learn about Calvinism and you get so amped up about it that now you whirl around like the Tasmanian devil and just hurting people, arguing. You're about as articulate as the, the Tasmanian right. devil as yeah. well. I've, you started a blog. I've, right, and, uh, yeah, yeah. You, now you're attacking people and this guy's not Calvinist enough, whatever. It's when you should be locked in a cage mm-hmm. and then you get through this phase of being overly aggressive with, or just being aggressive at all with, yeah. with Calvinism. And so they call it cage stage. But I also like to talk about cage stage county because there's just a whole place where these people live together, and I used to have oceanfront property there. Um, mm. So, but really, I think Cage Stage is a misunderstanding of Calvinism. Mm-hmm. That it should, if we understand it properly, we should be really humbled before the Lord and before one another. And so, and I just kind of started looking at books about Calvinism and noticed that wasn't a huge theme. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of surprised, and I yeah, thought a lot about the theology, a lot right. less about the which we need, sure, like the manner of being, right, or communicating or anything right. like yeah. that. Yeah, like I mean, how does unconditional election? <laughs> what does that matter in my everyday life? Right, quick, in the local so, church. Another mm-hmm. quick question, not to keep interrupting you, but I'm gonna keep no, no, going. Yeah, it's, it's my podcast. It's your podcast. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, I can leave. <laughs> no, you have to stay. We're talking to you. Okay. And you're making this interesting. You're in and I are boring. Um, for people, it's only partly for true. people who are. So a couple, thinking of a couple different categories of people, especially people who listen to this podcast. Some of the people who listen to our podcast are going to be theologically minded. Calvinism is a thing they probably know inside sure. and out. Some are probably like, I know of this thing called Calvinism. I don't know any Calvinists I like. Yeah. Uh, others are like, I don't really know what that is because I've never really studied it. Sure. Is this a book that will also help people kind of get an introduction to like what the theology yeah. is and says? Like what, what sets this apart from maybe what they grew up with and their traditional... Methodist, Baptist, Lutheran, EV, Free Church, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, what does it? Is it a bit of a primer in that way too? Yeah, I, I do think it is. It's it's written, I think, hitting a bunch of different strands for those who are existing Calvinists, uh, or even some of us would say those are pre-existing Calvinists, uh, right? Mm. And we have the pre-existing done. condition of Calvinism. Um, this will, there, is there no, cure for no that? insurance will cover that. <laughs> no, that's not covered. Like, no, there's you have no, a there's no condition. pill yeah. for that. Oh dear. Um, you so. know, there's a there's a CCM song coming. The, the pre-existing Calvinism. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Pre-existing grace. Yeah, there's Some no there's reckless no Calvinism. Yeah, oh, there's no cure for that. Yeah, so for people oh. I think who are familiar with it, um, to kind of help see, hey, here's how it should connect in your everyday life. Um, and how it should play out in your sanctification, in your walk with believers. Because we do need to learn to love the Lord our God with not just our mind, but with our heart and our soul and our neighbor as ourself. And so if Calvinism, if our version of Calvinism doesn't help with that, we need to throw the tulips out. It's garbage. It's of no benefit to anyone. Yeah. And so, so for those who are new to it, there are other great books out there who are going to give you, here's 50 verses on that. And here's uh, here's what Augustine says, here's what Luther says, and just tons of quotes. There are other books that probably do a better job at just bombarding you with raw data on introducing those points. Yeah. That was not my goal. Uh, right. Mine is to say, hey, here's what the point is, briefly defined. Here are some verses. Well, I think most people would want that kind of introduction. Right. Most people don't want to read 
a lengthy tome on this theology unless they're a theology student. Most people, if they're curious, they want the like. Can you give me the the, the two page version right. of what the elevator pitch total versus, depravity is, or yeah. Yeah. irresistible grace, or whatever? So yeah, I think that makes sense. All right, another question: Does uh, is this a book you would want to put in the hands of people who have been burned by Calvinists? Yeah, absolutely. So because there's a lot. Of, I mean, I right. I would consider myself reformed pretty pretty distinctly. Grew up in it, uh, resisted it for a good while because I was. I found the culture of it to be really not pleasant. I didn't yeah. enjoy it. I still get frustrated about it. In fact, I do a whole other <clears> podcast <throat> where that's regularly a butt of our jokes. Sure. Yeah. But also, the things that it that it says about Scripture, about Christ, about God, about salvation are all things that I believe. So that being the case, I read it and resonated with it because I was like, this is something we need. We need Calvinists to be less like jerks. Yeah. But thinking of other people who aren't at the place where they, like they've, they've shunned it, they're done, Calvinists are jerks, the ones who they've run into are anyway, yeah. is this a book for them? I try to even appeal to them uh, throughout the book and say, hey, if you've been burned by Calvinists like me and like others before, I'm sorry. Obviously, I can't apologize for Calvinists everywhere and, and all that stuff, but sure. I didn't even tell the story. Sadly, some of them don't want you to either. <laughs> yeah, 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 no. It, well, you know, they're defending They're defending the truth. That's, that that's is right. what they say loud and proud. Loud and clear. Loud and not humbly. Loud and not yes. humbly. And I, while even writing the book, I was reminded of a, of a brother in Christ that he's Arminian and was a part of our church. And I wasn't the lead pastor yet, but I was there. Yeah. And we had a big fight over Calvinism. And I was a jerk. And he was a jerk to me too. And he would own that and say, I was too. But that doesn't make it right. That, you know, Paul says to. So returning evil for evil, not right. okay for Calvinists. No. Got no, it. No. It's like Jesus has stuff to say about that. Huh. Yeah. Uh, or that Shocking. maybe. Yeah. Or like we should maybe treat oh, fruits others. Fruits of the Spirit. Right. And treat whatnot. others as you want to be treated. Like the golden rule applies to Calvinism. <laughs> um, if Paul says, correct your opponents yeah. with gentleness. Yeah. How much more should brothers yeah. and sisters in Christ speak to one another? That's so right. while writing the book, he actually came to our church's 10-year anniversary service. He came back, and I saw him, and I just walked up and up to him. I was like, Tim, will you please forgive me? Mm. I was a real jerk to you. And he said, what are you talking about? I said, well, we were arguing about Calvinism and Arminians. Like, I was such a loser to you and not kind, and, and I was impatient. Please forgive me. Because I was in the middle of writing this book. I'm like, I can't. I, I have to do this. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I've told him, can I put this in the book? He said, oh, I mean, absolutely. Please, please do it. Please make yourself look dumb in the book. It's great. <laughs> Everybody loves that. Yeah. So I think if you've been wounded, hurt by, by Calvinism, which is not a shocker. Right. Uh, or not by Calvinism, by Calvinists. Right. Yeah. Because Calvinism, I believe, doesn't have a problem yeah. with its doctrines. It's with us, with Calvinists. Yeah. Because yeah. we're not being Christ-like enough. Yeah, and it's right. so. What we're going to get a little theologically nerdy here. If I mean, maybe right. we already are. So, so just 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 for a second, we gotta we gotta back the truck up, truck up for a second. Okay. So, for can some listeners, can I make a truck backing up noise? Do you want that? No, it's okay. We'll add that in later. Um, <laughs> perfect. Thank you, guys. Thank you. That's wonderful. Um, so, for for some some listeners, this is this is the most overtly Christian episode we've ever done. Um, That's true. We yeah. Don't, so yeah. we don't we don't talk a lot of theology and stuff. We all we 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 all work for a Christian publishing Absolutely. company. Yep. Or Jeff, being the guest host, is the pastor. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we're all heavily involved in our churches. We love yep. Jesus. That's those are all yep, things that exactly. are true. We just so, don't always lead with those things. That's true. So if they inform everything we talk about, but that's not right. what we lead with. Yeah. Right. Um, even if it's just you know 
how goofy we are. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So if that if if this episode's a little bit of a surprise for you, we just wanted you to know why, um, and just remind you of that. That yeah. you know you shouldn't be surprised if we're occasionally talking about Christiany things. So That's, I appreciate you jumping in there and saying that. I didn't really think about that. Yeah. Um, so. What I was going to ask Jeff. So this is diving into this is diving into sort of some weird church culture stuff. Yeah. So maybe it's less theological nerd and more just like church culture, and that can be very exhausting to people. But oh my gosh, there's a. <clears throat> You wrote you wrote the book because you observed a problem, mm-hmm. mostly from your own life, but you've also been around the church world enough to be like, oh, yeah. this is a common problem it's for those of there. us right. who are in the Reformed and Calvinist faith. Listeners, those terms are relatively interchangeable, Reformed yeah. and Calvinist. Um, so what is there? Is there something distinct about being Calvinist that makes it does it attract people who are more inclined to be arrogant? Is there something about the belief system that makes it easier to be arrogant? Like, what is it that makes this a distinctly, like, problematic issue? Yeah. I, I think on one level, it's kind of because it's not the majority mm. of, of uh, Christianity in the United States. Oh, yeah. Calvinist people yeah. are not. Yeah, Calvinist people are not the majority. Not, not even a, right. not even close. And no, it's like it's like what it, what was the last research on it? It was like something remember. like twenty nine percent maybe identified. That sounds high, as such, yeah. but it was probably more like thirteen. And yeah, I would have guessed twenty yeah. ish. And so, yeah. and for unless you grew up in a Calvinistic church, you stumbled on it at some point, <laughs> high school, college, yeah. young adult. You find this, and it becomes, or maybe even older. Uh, as I know, people in our church when I was going through the scriptures, preach Romans 9, be like, I've never heard this stuff before. Um, so sometimes you hear this and it's, it almost feels like you've been brought into some like insider conspiracy that how come on one level, how come no one's talking about this? How come no one's taught this stuff before? How could my yeah. old pastor not teach me this? And this is about the glory of God. And you just get so riled right. up. And then on the other side, it's now this, Hey, I know this stuff and I got to tell people about it. Mm-hmm. And so I liken it to sometimes when people get all into government conspiracies and they get or so... Or like CrossFit. Right. <laughs> Calvinist and CrossFit, real similar in, yes. in how people communicate. You don't them. have to yes. wonder. Not in how yes, people are you. shaped, right. though. No, that's yeah. not the case. No, not that's even. Not no, case. no. It's, Maybe it's polar opposite. We could, we could start the brand. <laughs> Calvinist CrossFit. Calvinist CrossFit. Oh, gosh. Um, that's Pre- predestined to abs. Oh, that would be glorious. <laughs> I would like to be predestined to abs. Thank nah. you. I mean, I have abs. I'm, They're just underneath. My, everyone has abs. My abs, yeah, are yeah. T- my abs are totally depraved. Let's be honest. <laughs> everyone has a six pack. Just, yeah. You can't so, see it. Depends on how many layers there are on top of it's it. It's just yeah. under construction. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, what was uh, your question? It was the uh, why are why why arrogance? What is it yeah, that makes yeah. that makes this a particular problem in this yeah. culture? I think it's because now you're a part of something. That you weren't a part of before, right? And that has a has an aroma of coolness to it, right? <clears throat> For depending yeah. on the perspective, it's got church history. You've got like old respected church history guys with cool beards. Um, there's popular pastors in evangelical culture that teaches stuff, yeah. and so now you kind of feel like you're a part of this club. Yeah, but there is no club. It's it's just yeah. it's just truth, it's just theology. And so when people don't agree with that. Then you got to feel like I got to stick up for it, yeah. and forgetting that hey, I'm not really called to fight for some tribe or to fight for some tulip. I'm really called to the name of Christ. Yeah. And these people, whether they believe in Calvinism or not, if they're disciples of Christ, 
we're on the same team. Whether our no matter where our theology differs, if they're right. sure. affirming Christ and the Apostles' Creed and all those kinds of things, yes. but yeah, I think it becomes just this weird insider arrogance thing. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's probably indicative of people in general. I mean, yeah. so we, this is a whole podcast about reading and stuff like that. It's easy to be if you're an avid reader, if you've read widely, if you know a certain genre of books really well, to feel superior to those who don't. Mm-hmm. I'm going to yeah. sit here and judge Jeff because right. Jeff has never read the same books I have. No, because I've I'm, even heard of Baldacci. Right, yeah, Baldacci. Right. David Baldacci. You're just now reading the Chronicles of Narnia for the right. first time, and right. you're, you're an adult, or at least yeah. you claim to be. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm a professing. See, adult. this is this. You know, is, you've never read a comic book. That, so. The way that I'm speaking book. to Jeff right now is also the way that uh, the occasional reformed person speaks to those who don't hold the same yeah. theology. Because I know something that he doesn't right. know, so I am superior. And I, I feel burned. By I that a little, little bit of the "how can you not." Kind of thing, well, and very yeah. dismissive. Yeah, very sure. much like, oh, you're clearly, you're clearly just a little bit dumb because you, you're yeah. not, you're not on the same level as me. Well, yeah, I think with Calvinism, because now we're talking about the Word of God. This is eternal truths. I mean, so so important stuff. Sure, but not allowing for any space for disagreement. Mm-hmm. That just because someone disagrees doesn't mean they don't love the Bible. Yeah, it's just a difference of interpretation. Right. That, well, that's a classic. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 so, well, uh, to that point, I think that there is something that's helpful <clears throat> for for all of us to remember is is that literally every single one of us, no matter what our theological convictions are, we all have at least one significant thing that's wrong. Yeah, I don't doubt that. All of us are wrong right. on something, and I mean, and I mean, the easy shot, of course, is um, you know. Although I know John MacArthur will disagree, <laughs> every single person is wrong in their in in their view of the end times. Right. No, I you don't can't, doubt you that can't for not a be. second. Yeah, I mean, especially it, people might be right about aspects of it. People might have rightly interpreted scripture to the extent that they understand, but there's just a ton that we don't know. Yeah. There's yeah. a ton that we can't know. Yep. The same is true for. Reformed theology, totally. how, how God saves. We know what we need to know about God saves. We know that God saves. We know we know that God saves through Jesus Christ and the, like, the, all of these profound basics. But there's a there's still a mysterious aspect. Yep. Totally. Yeah. I could be wrong about profoundly mysterious. How I understand some of the points. Yeah. And and we're I mean, and we're nearly always wrong in how we communicate them. Absolutely. So even if oh, yes. even if we're seeking to be humble, even if we're seeking to be loving, even if we're being gracious, yeah. and we're leaving lots of room for disagreement, we're we're still wrong. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. That's, that's what I hope that my book will do is to, is to help just guide us in. Hey, how can we, how can we understand the doctrines of grace in such a way that that makes us gracious? Yeah, I think I think we should probably modify what we just said. Now, there's a difference between wrong as in untrue and wrong as in incomplete yeah I mean wrong right. is it, it's not the it's not the whole truth it's sure. our best attempt at yeah. truth sure and and understand I'm using mm-hmm. I'm using wrong in the sense of both both senses like that right. there mm-hmm. is like we do we all have errors yeah but we all have holes too yeah. it's um, and I think and this is I think one of the reasons why I appreciate the fact that um you in addressing the the need for humility with the theological system that I cannot name, right. um, <laughs> lest I get fired or uh, controversy stew once or, again or sent back to Canada. Uh, I, no one wants. They don't want me back in Canada. Yeah. I've been in America too. We're long. like eleven miles from Canada right now. I know we, we totally like, are. We can like border patrol. Put you in an Uber and send don't, you there. Don't don't put that evil on me. <laughs> There's no border patrol in Canada. <laughs> yeah. They don't well, want to. Sure, they don't want to come here, and nobody's leaving for yeah, there either. That's so. true. That's true. There's. Uh, 
Um, <laughs> is it the northwest corner or something like that? that? What's that? There's like this little piece of Minnesota that may that is actually in Canada, but it's still technically Minnesota just because of the way that the, it's the uh, there's like a bump on top of Minnesota yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think it's that one yeah yeah. so it's like just throw me up there I guess <laughs> um, but you have to cross and you have to cross the border to go to the store um, so you have to so to go to the grocery store you have to you have to bring your passport but anyway um, I feel like that when I go to Walmart <sighs> bring your passport you, know, you yep. need something else <laughs> passport no. and uh, holy know, water bug spray um, <laughs> shotgun I haven't been in a Walmart in years <laughs> Oh, and, you know, three large dogs. It's the Lord's just very scary. Kind of you. Amazon, man. But yeah, especially right. Walmart. Right. So what? Okay. <sighs> no, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go. There. I have another so, question for Jeff. Right, do We're it. Moving do it. on from moving on from Calvinism because you can only talk about that for so long before yeah. people will get bored, right. like me. Absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> what? You've been bored this whole. There's more fun things to talk about. Yeah. yeah. So mm. I want to hear Jeff's reading biography. Like what did you what did you do what did you love to read as a kid? Okay, was there something that made you love reading? Yeah, uh, maybe you still don't love reading and you just do it kind of like it's like eating your vegetables. I know I know you don't mm, do that either. I don't eat vegetables. So, My abs uh, are an indication <laughs> of that. No 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 predestined abs over there. Mm. Um, so what what made you love reading? Like what did you read as a kid? What made you love reading? All of that. Just yeah. sort of walk us up to to today and watching so I, Netflix. I don't have a lot of memories of reading books as a kid I do remember joke books I carried joke books, joke books around with me like a thousand and one hilarious y- jokes for kids yes. or whatever yeah, bingo just, I yeah. have that one the cover's ripped off and the stamp of my name Jeffrey is just in there <laughs> and my kids have it now um, I, I, I loved joke books I wanted to be a comedian growing up and then my mom was like, I don't know if you should do that. Think of other stuff. I said, okay, how about an assassin? <laughs> and she just starts crying, like, don't do that either. Like, there's uh, good money amazing. in it. Yeah. Every assassin has uh, a cool hideout. always money right. in it. I think it terrified her, which I imagine it would. But maybe that was the comedian streak. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think my mom would just roll her eyes at me. Like, <laughs> um, so you were a shock jock at age six. Good. Yep. I like okay. it. Loved it. Yeah. So those joke books. But I do remember reading Hank the Cowdog. Uh, I love the Hank the Cowdog series. It's very Texan of you. Yeah, absolutely. They were great. I dig it. Yep. I don't remember much of the stories now, but I just remember laughing at Hank the Cowdog and just enjoying him. Um, and throughout my public school education, I'm not convinced I read more than two books. That's. Do you remember those two? Oh. Perhaps. No. You're just going to guess, be like, I think people read Huckleberry <laughs> Finn, maybe. Man, I think I read Gatsby. Like, uh, okay. Did That's, you hate it? No. I thought it was good. Okay. I liked it. I hated it in high school. Yeah. I loved it when I read it as a girl. Yeah, it was really, really, really interesting. Yeah. I do remember parts of Frankenstein, of reading that, mm-hmm. and and discovering, oh, it's the monster. Frankenstein's the doctor. Yeah, yeah, the other way around. Yeah. Frankenstein's the doctor, not <laughs> yeah. the monster. Like, huh. Hmm. How about that? But all the English classes and everything, yeah, I, I didn't read any of the books. I just guessed or yeah. I would have just looked at the person next to me or whatever and cheated. So <laughs> if any advisors or whatever hear this at Klein Oak High School, I guess. Mia Culpa, Mia yeah, Culpa. I'm, I'm yeah. in trouble. Um, I respect that. going to rescind your diploma. Yeah. And then just, we didn't have uh, like a reading culture in our home. Um, but now, uh, when I probably started when I went to Bible college and this realization that I, I don't know how to study. And I have all these books I have to read about the Bible. And I'm in a big problem. I have, I have a big problem here. 
And so I just had to learn to develop reading habits and study habits and all those, all those kinds of things. But you guys are way more fiction readers than I am. I mean, I listen to you guys and what y'all talk about. I'm like, are these even real books? We, are they, they just making well, stuff up? Well, Barbara's wonders that about some of the books I read, to be fair. Yeah, you. I think you make stuff up. but <laughs> I really don't. Uh, I really don't. Like, there's books. I provide also, just, just because it exists in Canada doesn't mean it exists right. in the rest of the world. I provide Amazon links for every single book that I talk about. On this go. show, Amazon.ca.com. But I do love biographies. Um, I think Unbroken is probably one of the best biographies I read mm. just in the last few years. It was really, really good. Shoe Dog yeah. by Phil Knight. Mm. That was a good it's one. Great story of Nike. Shoe Dog was great. So I have compelling. Not read Shoe Dog yet. See, so. I thought it was going to be like a business book. Yeah. And then I thought it was going to be like a sports book. And it was neither. Or maybe it was kind of both. It was just, it was Subtly. a memoir. Those were like sub-points of the book. Yeah. yeah, it was a memoir of Phil really Knight. good. Really, really cool. War nice. books I don't get as, like, into. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why that is. What I, kind of war book? Because there's like, so Dave, our, may, may he, may he uh, rest peacefully in warm Nashville right. right now. He loves, like, deep, deep dive history. So, yes, like, the 800 yes, page... Does. Retelling of what happened at the Battle of the Bulge or whatever. Right. I'm not, yeah, that, not that's a bit much for me. But then there's also like uh, really interesting, like say Flags of Our Fathers or some of these that are much more like, they're more story ish. Yeah. Unbroken yep. is probably close, like War Book. Yeah. Like, that's that was a great. War Book. Yeah. yeah. Um, Band of Brothers. Yeah. Okay. That was, that's probably, those are probably the only two War Books I've read. Those are both really good um, ones. And they were really, really good. Yeah. They were great. Yeah. Those are like, like really good starting places for getting into war books. Yeah. Uh, basketball and other things. Chase Serrano. Read that. So there was a question on an earlier episode of this. Like, who, I think maybe it was a lost episode. I can't remember. Who's your favorite humorist writer? Yeah, that and was I, a lost question. That yeah. was a lost question. That guy's good. We're going to get back to that one Okay, now. So we're going to do it now. I'm going to give a little preview because Chase Serrano has climbed funny, the ranks of that quickly. He's That's a great book. so funny. Uh, if a, te- a mildly profane. Yeah, it's got some content. But he he uses yeah. profanity very artfully. Which really, is unusual. It's really funny. Because yeah. most people do not use it artfully. They it's, use it as a crutch great for not yeah. really being funny. The He's dr- just drafting, like... Players from movies, yeah. like so Airbud. So the whole thing is called basketball and other yes. things because it's like basketball is sort of it's the NBA in general. But then like it's just absurd questions about it. Like if you what is it? If you could build your perfect basketball player using yeah. the like yeah, right. their body the, parts, the body parts of arms, other basketball players, shoulders, like the arms of Carl Malone, the, and the neck of this guy, Kobe or whatever. Those those kinds of things. And it's just that throughout. Favorite yeah. favorite fictional like drafting fictional basketball players was a good one. Yeah, nice. that's I a like good that. book. So, a humorous writer. That sounds like a sports book I might actually like. Uh, I don't know if you, you got to know something about this. Oh, is yeah. one like you have to know. Do you know who Sean Kemp is? I don't know what that means. You're not gonna like this book. Yeah, no. you have, no. yeah, you have to like you have to appreciate like starting at least like early '90s yeah. on up. Ideally, a little He's bit. He's a famous gotcha. Seattle SuperSonics best dunker probably ever in the league. Uh, he okay. just had some vicious dunks on people that were so my, awesome. My favorite ever is outside of Kevin Johnson dunking on Hakeem. No offense, it's a Rockets right. fan. It happens. Yeah, I'm wearing a Rockets hat and T-shirt right now. That's I think true. that's all you that's own, true. right? It is, and I'm wearing James Harden Volume so 2. So just like how I only wear black. Yeah, um, you are the new man in shirts. That's true. That's Aaron Armstrong. That's true. At Lifeway, I am the I new am and better Aaron Armstrong. Like, and one of my favorite comedy writers is Jack Handy. 
If you have not read The Stench of Honolulu oh, by Jack Handy, you can do it. I loved Handy's Deep Thoughts. Oh, it's so funny. I, I, It felt to me like a joke book that they tried to put a plot in. And I'm like, do a plot or do joke books, but don't do both. That's one of the few books. I mean, I was laughing out loud reading that book. Mm. Like, legit LOL by myself. That's just that's. Well, I, had, I know other people who loved it. It just it yeah. fell flat to so, me. So Barnabas, on that note, what what is a what is a book that made you laugh out loud? I laugh out loud when I'm surprised in a book. Okay. Part of the reason, like I, I Jack Handy, I've loved the Deep Thoughts book since I was like seven. Yeah. I right. thought I thought like Flipper the Dolphin was the those whole like <laughs> okay. when you, when you said I don't know why I remind you I have read comics growing okay up. I love Far Side yes I think I've read every Far Side cartoon yep. now Calvin that's not Hobbs, a book Far yeah, Side. I never read Calvin and Hobbes what until like last year but you still got it did I've you I've read oh, some of them okay but I've never had like seen them before okay. well Calvin and Hobbes doesn't age yeah yeah they're funny it's, they're great yeah 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 yeah, but, uh, yeah Far Side books that mean, yeah. yeah so I I laugh like. So that one, was it Stench of Honolulu? Was yeah, it? Stench of Honolulu. That, I, I expected it to make me laugh. And I think my expectations let me down because it, it wasn't, you have to be almost perfect to meet high expectations. Right. So it's always stuff that surprises me. So I'm reading a book right now called The Lords of Discipline by mm-hmm. Pat Conroy, one of my favorite novelists. It's not a funny book. It's like a dark, raw, kind of hard to read book in some ways. Um, but one of the characters is just super quick-witted and occasionally the stuff that that he says in the book or the way that's written makes me laugh so things like that uh bill bryson's like that and the way that he describes some things is just hilarious um so it's but i don't read books for humor right i read books for enjoyment part of that is humor right but i don't go out of my way to read things like just as a like i want to laugh because i don't it doesn't work that way for me um, it's the same thing. I, the same reason I laugh on these podcasts. It's like when a joke surprises me. It's just like when you catch me off guard with something really funny, I'll laugh really hard. But Shea Serrano stuff is always funny. His articles for The Ringer, his books. He's it's just he just and his podcast. He does a podcast called uh, Villains by Movie Ooh. Villains. And like even the the questions that he asks in it. Sometimes I just laugh at the question before they even get to the answer part. So he's he's a funny dude. Nice, nice, cool, cool. Um, so. Yeah, let's let's circle back to book babies All right. for a second, um, a little bit. Yeah, and I'm just uh, warming up my judgment over here. I'm expecting. That's right. Yes. That's right. Um, and another piece of our conversation on that was the the boilerplate contract photo. Oh yeah, yeah, right. The angled one usually yeah. involves a pen of some kind. Angled one, yep. pen, um, the header of the possibly, company. Yeah. You know, if you smoke cigars, possibly a cigars in there too. Yeah, secretly, we're not pimping um, Joe Thorne on this podcast. No, no cigars. My uh, my wife gave me the option. She said you can either smoke those or kiss me. I'm like, well, that's an easy choice. You you may I, you probably made a good call. Yeah, thank you, so, Sally. Yeah, um, I realized I had to. I think that one's mine. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I won't drink Oh, sharing water. Yeah. Feet yeah. on the floor. <laughs> Feet on the floor. Hey, uh, I think it's from a previous episode we're referencing here. That's, that's right. That's right. If you uh, listen to the bonus airport episode, you know what we're talking right. about. If not, nothing uh, scandalous is going on in this. kissed through water bottles. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I swapped spit. That With was a Canadian. Right. It was like an Amish romance. <laughs> our, our hands almost touched, but but worse. Yeah. Uh, but wasn't there a spark? Did something run through your heart? A flutter of some kind? <laughs> 
Was there, I mean, was there I, I felt the feelings of anything. I felt the feeling. You felt the feeling. I right. felt the feeling. <laughs> a lot of fear and. So you had a question about contracts? Yeah, photos. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. trailed so, off. Okay, so okay, yeah, so mat- mat- maternity mat- photo. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, so the congratulations. We're expecting photo. Yeah. Um, what do you? One, did you do one of those of for course. for this book? Okay, of course, it's in the it's in the contract. That's true. Yeah, take a picture of the Bear. contract. So how do you? So what would you like? What would you like to see authors like the rest of us do differently the next time around? Hmm. And like yourself, and like that's what I said. Like yes, all of us. Maybe we do a uh, book reveal. Ooh. Contract reveal party. Uh-huh. Whose idea was that? Was that Dave's? Did Dave mention that? I think Dave mentioned there was something. A, like, there hey, was basically well, the gender reveal party. Couldn't remember Dave or Scarlett. Well, one of them had that idea. Them. Yeah, so I'm in Dave's chair. So hey, okay. I'm gonna echo my my last. Right. I like all that. Comrade. I like all that echo. Yeah, I yeah. like all that echo. That unspoken. Um, <laughs> yeah, so maybe more elaborate okay. pictures, and mm. so maybe go to Barnes and Noble and maybe we need maybe we gotta up the game. Not pictures. Okay, we need Insta story. We need maybe a GIF now. GIF? 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 No. Yeah. GIF is peanut butter. GIF. How do you say? Do you say giraffe? Do you say girl? (laughs) Girl. 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 You're familiar with the term? (laughs) You married one. I did. You have at least one. You're raising one. What word is he trying to say? Uh, I've never never had a retort that quick back to my giraffe. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, but I think the well, the person that created the GIF said it's pronounced GIF. It's graphic interface something or other, right? Yes, yeah, like, gra- graphic interface for, format. Graphic. Hey, it's not yeah. traffic. That, that person, guy's an idiot. <laughs> he invented the GIF. He can't well, be an idiot. He's a, he's a he linguistic, he's a linguistic moron. He, he might is, be. Yeah. He might be a wonderful Gutenberg of our time. A Gutenberg. Okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, aside from the fact that I would actually love to see someone attempt to write a book just purely in GIFs, um, because it would be really messed up. Yeah. Um, it, it would only work in a digital format, obviously. Yeah. No, right. I'm picturing it. I'm enjoying it already. <laughs> yeah. That would make me laugh. You know, make there me you laugh. go. There, there you go. go. Um, but I mean, there comes a point at which, um, like, so you you insisting on on GIF is basically the equivalent of people insisting that. You pronounce Genghis Khan, Genghis Khan, which is actually the correct pronunciation. Mm. But to prove my point, to to put it in but your everyone terms, everyone says Genghis Khan. No. So okay, yeah, that's true. Come on. So we need to do a Twitter poll. Whoever yeah. has the biggest platform, probably Byron's probably the most followers. Absolutely. Twitter poll is it? And do the pronunciation GIF, GIF, and it's it hard like a, G. It will be a 50-50 split because this is a debate that that. It's been raging for centuries. Centuries and centuries. Centuries. Since Jutenberg invented them. Jutenberg. Jutenberg. Since he... Yeah. I had a question for you, and I forgot what it was. We were talking about how do we get a little more elaborate with That's what it was. So I think a photo is still in play, but it's got to be like the sports contract photo. So there's somebody at a large table with a proper background. There's like a banner background. Yes. There's usually... Loved ones and agents standing yes, that's good. solemnly behind them while they bend over, and it's like an open. It's like a. It's like a two-page like spread. It's in some sort of a binder, Ooh. usually maybe leather-bound mm. kind of thing, and they're signing with a very nice pen. So it's not just like a snap of 
this document. Yeah, that's, it's the whole moment. Yeah, I, did, moment. I did it with my recent one. This is why Dave brought it up to make fun of me, right. rightfully yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. He I was right. Just, I was lame. It's a rare time. It. It's a yeah. rare time when Dave got to make fun of you. That's I know cool. he was super psyched about that. Yeah. Yeah. Then he proceeded to want to punch Jim Collins in the face. I think it had the Good Book logo in it. Yeah. And then I did the second page on it that show my signature too okay yeah. I didn't do that because I'm not proud of my signature oh, that's another reason I don't like signing books <laughs> I only I only did the fir- I only did the first the first page on too. the front on my on my weird one that people were like that doesn't look like everyone else's author <laughs> contracts and it's like that's because it's a it's a work for hire contract yeah it's like what does that mean it means you don't get Different. royalties it means you don't get a press conference you, know? <laughs> you get all the money right up front no the press conference is a great idea that's right that's a lot of photoshop but it could be done. Mm. You put the pu- the backdrop is the publisher's logo. You just need to find the best one of, of a, an athlete signing and do Photoshop of your face. Not and then, so. and then do the photo in the second frame of the contract itself so that people could see what it was. So like the press that. conference usually like has that. like a Gatorade bottle. Yeah. So what's God, yeah, what, what is your is brand? I mean what's the brand? Lagaris Roasters Coffee. That's yours. Yep. Yeah. It's gonna be in a happy rant mug. Or malcontents mug. We don't have those yet. We're gonna we're so gonna these, work on that. These are the, the things so, I, can, I have to work with right now. So yeah, right. Yeah. That's so right. mine's probably gonna be uh, Topo Chico would be Ooh. there. I don't know the, what that is. You've never had Topo Chico? Okay. It's a mineral water. It's not. It's not. Don't hold on. Your eye roll is, is that, vicious. Okay, the, that was a stare. That was a full is, body eye roll. That's what that I, I was. I rolled my torso. <laughs> yeah, it was a complete <laughs> folding. So, I, here's what I hear when I hear mineral water. It's not LaCroix. LaCroix. It's not yeah. LaCroix. LaCroix is what happens no, when no, you no. burp up orange juice. Yeah. LaCroix. Tell me why this is not that. This tastes good. Okay. Okay, that's that's a strong selling <laughs> yeah, point. That's Ooh. convincing. Ooh. Um, I mean, the bar's pretty low there. Guys. LaCroix is too. He didn't say it tastes better than LaCroix. Yeah, that's he just a said low that, bar. Yeah. He said it tastes good. That's a that's LaCroix a high bar. Tastes flat to me. It just it's not even enjoyable. It, it LaCroix, you have barely to convince at all. yourself that it tastes good. Yeah, by drinking lots as, of it. As no. one of Which our, is like, why would you do that? One of my Topo coworkers Chico. says LaCroix is like being in the same room as fruit. You're like. I think, there's, I think there's fruit yeah. nearby. Now, LaCroix is no. like someone left a Skittle in a can <laughs> and filled it with water. And that's yes. what you're getting now. Yes. A Topo Chico is a strong mineral water, super carbonated, amazing. And it's from this one place in Mexico. But it's uber popular in Texas okay. and becoming more popular. Is it flavored awesome. or is it just like fizzy it's not water? They're, they have two, at least two I know of. Regular carbonated water right. and lime. Okay. And the lime one is actually really good. Mm. But yeah, my, my house is stocked with Topo Chico. Okay. So that's what would be on my signing oh. desk. Very cool. What about yours, Aaron? Because you're going to do many Ooh. more books, so you need to have a. You need it's to have a. That's true. I'm going to have many work for more contracts. That's right. Well, you're almost, I mean, you're almost legal cup. to like do more things than that's that. That's true. That's true. I'm getting really close, there guys. You go. I'm getting close. So, close to not being deported, and close to being able to do different kinds of work. This that's is exciting. Right. That's right. I could maybe, I can maybe get the royalties turned on again on my existing books, mm. which I'm excited about. That would be ideal. Yeah. It's just like a, just like a flood. I mean, it's going to get me like, it's <laughs> going to get a, me a like veritable dripping twenty-five over the last Hoover's three days. Going to Chick Fil A. Yeah. Dad got a royalty check. Don't, don't, don't go. Don't get crazy there. Okay. Don't get Gold crazy. Go to White Castle. Dad got a royalty <laughs> check. <laughs> They're like, no, Dad, no more royalties. No, no. So kids, we'll, clean up your room, or we're going to White Castle. Oh boy. <laughs> Why would you, sorry, you guys are going to call uh, child services on me now. But uh, yeah, that was that was borderline, Aaron. That's <laughs> scary. Man. No, Make I you would eat chicken uh, rings. Oh gosh, I've had White Castle once. I would have some kind of delicious coffee. Um, so for Tim example, Hortons. 
I said delicious oh, coffee. Oh, okay. Tim Hortons tastes like resignation, disappointment, and <laughs> menthol cigarettes. Mm. That still sounds better than Dunkin' Donuts. Or LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> because it tastes like something. Yeah, isn't that a LaCroix? That's true. That's true. Like flavor profile? Oh, it's like LaCroix coffee. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hey. so if, uh, if our friends at Ligaris Roasters wanted to do a table of malcontents blend, for example. There may be some business dealings in the works there. A little, yeah, right. little sneak peek. Yeah, that's just me saying I'd our, love to see that. Maybe a homocommonism our, blend? Can you talk to them? You, Ooh, you know, maybe. Well, our good friend Hector has, uh, he's... He's been warm to the idea, so now we just gotta. It's percolating. We gotta go sign some contracts. It's so brewing. Right. That's yeah, what it's, we'll do. The, yes, the, the idea is brewing. It's brewing. Mm. It's not pouring. That's it's brewing. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, I, I can tell you, my small group would love to drink that exclusively because we drink so much coffee. The humble Calvinism uh, blend. Well, I, can, I cannot confirm that about my church, <laughs> lest I get fired. So our but, listeners uh, don't know who Lagaris Roasters is. That's true. Don't me because that's a happy rant. That's thing. true. So right. Lagaris Roasters is a um, is a coffee roaster. They're based in Jackson, right? They are. Yeah, and it's, it's a family. It's literally yeah. a, it's a, not just family run. It's a family. It's a family roast. that roasts coffee. So Hector cool. Lagaris is the guy. He travels around the world and. So that he can test whatever beans. So right now he's got a Papua New Guinea roast. He's got a Brazilian roast. In the past he's had Costa Rica. He might have that mm-hmm. now. And then he's done a couple signature roasts for different podcasts, including the Happy Rant. That's genuinely my favorite coffee, and yeah. not just because it has a, a brand that I am part of on it. Yes, because uh, it's just awesome. It's yeah, really good. Right. So go to LagarsRoasters.com. You can check it out. It's really good. And that's we're right. actually are working on getting a podcast roast. We'll see if we can pull it off. That's right. Nice. Tell we your friends to listen it. to this podcast because the more listeners we have, the more Hector's going to yeah, be inclined to five-star review. That's right. That's right. Leave your glowing five-star that's reviews. Right. And if we get enough, and if if we get to sign some contracts with Ligaris Roasters, maybe we'll even give you some. Maybe do a giveaway. Mm. Yeah. Some kind of, there you some, go. Some there kind you of giveaway. Go. Yeah. As a celebration, if it happens. That's right. You know, let's not count our chickens, though. We gotta, we gotta wrap this thing up, don't we? That's right. We gotta, we gotta get there. So, um, so I would have that as my, as yes. my signing thing. I would make sure that, uh, that I would have my fawning and adoring children, um, with one, at least one looking bored in the background. Perfect. Um, well, if you have multiple children, one of them's always looking bored. Always. So. That's true. It's you, and it's, it's always either the youngest or the oldest. And really, I would have guessed the middle child. Are they causing problems somewhere? No, she's she just she's just kind of off in her own world, okay. and she's she's wonderful that way. She's just she just lives in a different yep. space Content. than the rest of us. Um, but you know, one thing that uh, we 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 introduced a new segment on the on the show uh, a couple episodes ago um, called the Jack Reacher Sucker Punch of the Week, and so um, what that what that is is. Um, it was inspired by a question that that uh, we got from I think it was was it Goodreads or was it from a listener? I don't know. Let's give it to let's give credit to a listener. I that think seems it was smart. one of our listeners. That seems sure. more um, clever than Goodreads because we have we have great listeners who who they they make fun of us on which we Twitter, enjoy. which we love. They called they called one of us a uh, '90s TV dad recently. Mm-hmm. Who is Dave um, the '90s TV dad? Actually, I think it's me. Is it you? I can see me. that. Um, it wasn't me. No, but, uh, the, the cranky uncle lives in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like uh, I'm like uh, Uncle Jesse or something. Yeah, yeah. Are you, you, uh, are you okay? Sure. No, sure you no. are. No, <laughs> but I like to tell myself this. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're the Uncle Joey, <laughs> and might be closer to the truth. Cut. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. But uh, uh, 
Does that mean that I'm Danny Tanner? Oh, Correct. Boy. Yes, oh. moving on. Okay, moving on. Uh, so anyway, uh, this was inspired by a question from one of our listeners about uh, what character in a book would you just, do you just want to punch right in his stupid face? Um, and so Holden we... Holden Caulfield was the u- unanimous response, instantaneous by the two of us. That's right. Us being me and Aaron, Jeff wasn't on that episode. That was not, That's was true. Not. What did Dave um, say? That time, he... I. We'll have to, you know, you have to go back and listen. Okay. Well, neither of us are good at remembering things we've yeah, said on this podcast. Put a link to the show notes. That's true. So then, um, we, yeah, we turned it into a segment. Because Jack Reacher is written by a guy who, he started writing the books about Jack Lee Reacher. Child, yeah. Lee Child. Because he had a boss who he hated, and he wanted, he, like, fantasized about beating him up. That's right. So he started writing novels about uh, a guy who beats people which, up. Which right. is much healthier than actually beating up your yeah, boss. Yeah. Although, Keeps you out it's of prison. probably not all that healthy. No. Still healthier. Sure. Yeah. And it, sure. Made, it, made him, it made him enough money that he no longer had to work for that yeah. boss, which is also a healthy yes, way yeah, to absolutely. handle a bad job. And he's got two movies featuring featuring Tom Cruise. Thomas right. Cruise does a lot of sprinting. I just watched yeah. those movies a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I have not seen them before. They're not good, but they no. are fun. They're serviceable. Yeah. They're they, like they do the job. Yeah. That, that sounds a lot like a Jack Reacher book, actually. Absolutely. They're not good, so, but they are So we talked about on our pre- on our bonus episode, we talked yeah. about airport books. Jack yep. Reacher books are airport, our book. airport books all Very the way. Interesting. So do we have a uh, Jack Reacher sucker punch of the week? Could be fictional character, could be character who's like, or like a historical character you read a biography of who's the worst. Right. Or a basketball player um, who Shea Serrano says just try not to make it. Uh, just try to make it not someone that we're that friends we with. That we know. Friends. Okay, yeah. yeah it's oh. Dave. <laughs> Since he's not here. No, that's terrible. His name rhymes with... Uh, Dave is like the least... Shmave, shmave. Of all the people who have been around this podcast, Dave is the least punchable. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was trying to think. Basketball. I mean, I could go I mean, basketball go, player I mean, you could. Sorry. There is one person that we are friends with that you could go with, but... <laughs> is he here at the conference? He's at this conference. Okay. Yeah. Did he text me? Um, um, is he I'll also Texan, know. originally? Uh, he's also Texan. Oh, I can totally mention him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I would, <laughs> I would, I would, I would never do that. Yeah. You, you would co-author author the book with him? No, I would never punch, <laughs> I would never punch would, a guy whose name rhymes with... Landon Stiff. Stiff. Landon Stiff. Landon Stiff sounds like a soccer player, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, I could punch, sucker punch, a basketball player that Shea Serrano talks about. It might have to be John Stockton. Okay. Why? The 90s jazz were the, always the foil to my Rockets, my Akeem Olajuwon era Rockets. And we just always struggled with Carl Malone and, and John Stockton. And, and he, he was would, the dirtiest. He was dirty. He would flop mm. and complain. Tug on shorts, Man. crab elbows. Do the thing where he like locks arms with people and then flails Good and they grief. get the foul call that, on him. That sounds like a guy who is a word that we can't actually use on this podcast. That's true. There's mm. he's, he's a lot of those four-letter words that we discussed yeah. in the previous yeah, episode. Yeah, he's a really yeah. tough guy. Um, okay. I mean, since I'm going through the Chronicles of Narnia for the first time, uh, mm-hmm. Trumpkin would be one of those that you just love to... It's amazing. You that just want to get the first him. syllable of his name. Just I know. man, that's something. There are. Uh, uh, there, this is not that podcast. No, there are not. hymns. There are hymns too that have been tainted. That's true. The trump shall resound, and but then the Lord mm, shall descend. The so Lord that one shall ends descend. Well. Amen. Um, there you go. 
There yeah, you go. the Chronicles of Narnia has some very punchable people. Trumpkin's good. Yep. The first half yep. of uh, the Eustace, the, the Eustace scrub of the right. first half of that book is. Yeah, he definitely could. I don't know if you can punch a child, but if you could, well, that if you were child, years with the okay. Person. So if you were, if you were also eleven years old, right. if you were right Edmund, in the nose, yeah, or Edmund, Lucy, Edmund deserves. It. Actually, Lucy deserves to to punch Edmund. Eustace. Absolutely. Lucy right. should get to wail on a lot of people because yeah. she does a pretty good job throughout those. Basically, books. she should yeah. just wail on all. So of if we're her picking siblings. one, is it Trumpkin or Eustace? Well, I'm just starting Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Uh, so he's at his so, worst right so now. So Eustace. Like, um, yeah. Or you, have you not even really I've read page it. one. Okay. <laughs> there was That's all you need. There was a boy named Eustace Clant Scrub, yeah. and he almost deserved it. By the way, that is my right. favorite opening yeah. line of any opening. book. That is it's a so really good. good line. I mean, I was going to start it on the plane here. Yeah. And, and it, I watched so The Good Place. If he almost deserved the name, he definitely deserved Lucy right. to just pop him one in the nose. So I'd either have to get Trumpkin from Prince Caspian or Edmund from book one. Nice. Uh, but Edmund yeah. becomes a good guy later. Good so, guy. But yeah. maybe if he had been punched, he would have gotten there sooner. Kind of fast. Yep. Yep. Yeah. There you go. All right. There you there go. go. All right. So, uh, man, thanks for for joining us on that yep. uh, that fun little uh, excursion. excursion. That's the word. <laughs> excursion. Yeah. And uh, or excursies. That's a different thing. Yeah, excursies is yeah. It's like yeah. a lengthy. That's like treatise. a rabbit trail. It's like a treatise on something. Yeah, yeah, which go. makes sense for this podcast. There, so maybe it should true. be an excursies. There we go. Excursionies. Um, <laughs> it doesn't work. When you sounds like a medical condition. No, we, we use the best words, <laughs> guys. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna help you read gooder with uh, with our with our great grammar. So um, the last thing we do, uh, our final segment of the show uh, that we do every episode as much as we can, is uh, we talk about what we're reading. And, yeah. Um, so that's either something. So you've been talking about your. Start, you're getting started on yep. on Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Um, so reading commentaries on Matthew, which is super totally fun. What you're preaching super to you read those like straight through, or do you just like do you read the portion on the text? Yeah, you're preaching? I read the relevant section for the okay. week. You don't like that makes those for kicks and giggles. No. I just want to know what kind of a person we're dealing with. I, mean, I should have asked it, this right up front. It's sure how good the commentary is. How psychotic are you, Jeff? Yeah. Do you read commentaries for fun? No, definitely not. I mean, there's people out there yeah. that do, but they're a little weird. But yeah, correct. Yeah. They're yeah. a lot of weird. Yeah, they very, very, you know. Barnabas, what about you? I mentioned earlier The Lords of Discipline by Pat Conroy. Yeah. Uh, so Conroy, he's dead. May he rest in peace. Died a couple years ago, which made me very sad because he is one of my two or three favorite novelists ever. He's he only wrote maybe six or seven novels. Yeah. Um, this is this is the first one of his I ever read. I'm rereading it now, and it's really really good. Almost all of his novels are autobiographical, so it's like times and places of his life that kind of inform the story. So it's uh, this is about a young man at what he calls the Carolina Military Academy or something okay. like that which yeah. is which is actually the Citadel in real life um, and in Charleston and so his experience there the school is integrated while he's there and he is tasked with like protecting the the black young man who's supposed to be making it to the school mm. Uh, but then it's also like a coming of age story mm-hmm. and a like southern culture. He he has this weird like love hate relationship with the South and Southern culture. But it's he's just one of the best describers I've ever read. And he mm. can write dialogue that makes me laugh out loud. Uh, there you go. But it's a hard book to read. Like I it's bet. it's mean, it's nasty, like he it's kind of a no holds barred in terms of language and stuff like that. It's not like raunchy or anything, but it's the uh, it's rough, right? But it's got brilliant. Content. There yep. you go. There you it's go. Definitely got some some content. Yeah. Cool. Um, so mine is that I'm uh, I'm working on still fooling them by Billy Crystal. 
Um, so it's super funny. It also has some content. Um, I'm shocked. It Mike has, Wazowski? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't believe the language Mike Wazowski uses. <laughs> yeah, he, he's got a trucker mouth. Um, but uh, but it's it's really interesting. Like, it's just really enjoyable. Mm. It's well done. Um, it's um, I'm actually listening to the audio book. Is it? So, so like, does it, is it like an autobiography of his life? Is it like his career as a comic? What does it cover? It's... It's kind of a little bit of everything, so it's primarily uh, a look at his career, um, but it but it hits on, like, what was it that made him want to be a comedian in the first place? Mm-hmm. He wrote it at, just around the time he was turning 65, so it was kind of a, like, all right, so I'm, you know, I'm at normal normal job retirement age now. What, you know, let's take a look back at my mm-hmm. career. Um but you know, sharp, funny. There's a mix of um, stuff that is narrated in studio. There were, some of it is actually delivered as stand-up. Um, oh, nice! Huh, which is actually really kind of fun. Yeah. Um, there's a uh, David Sedaris book that did something similar um, as well. That it's like Ryan has stuff. I haven't it's, either. I see them on Audible all the on, time. Honestly, so. overrated. I have a trouble reading people who are described as essayists. I'm like, nope. That no, sounds like homework. Yeah. Well, that sounds like, like peer yeah. review. Blogger. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so I, so there's that one, and I'm gonna start. Uh, my grandmother asked me to tell you she's sorry by sorry. Uh, by that, sorry by uh, Frederick Backman. Uh, oh yes, Frederick. Nice. Nice. Well, I don't know. We could do books. I'm planning to read. Yeah, I mean, you can be, do that too. That's, well, that, yeah. well that but he, I mean, it, that means he'll come back to that one in a future episode and go, "Now I'm reading this thing that I said I would be right. reading." No, it means that I'll be finished it by the time we do our next episode. So, his books do move that. fast. Yeah, yeah, I read books so slow. Yeah, I tend to do two. I tend to do like two, two and a half a week. Yeah. So See, the commentary slow me down, man. Well, that's true. That's true. All right. So, so, does, so does not reading, actually. Not, yeah, Netflix, well, Netflix yeah. has a way of doing that you, as well. You get, you get stuck <laughs> in, the in the office, black hole of Twitter. The so. office reruns have a way of yeah. doing that as, as well. Yeah, all right. Well, Jeff, man, thanks so much for uh, oh, man. for for joining us on the show. This was a lot of fun. Uh, give one more plug for you, for Humble, the theological system that shall not yep. be named. Yeah, Humble... Calvinism. Beep. If I know the five, if I know the five points, but have not love, that comes out uh, March first by the Good Book Company. You can get it on Amazon. You can pre-order now. Um, yeah, and I, uh, if you read it, let me know, and I'd love to interact with you on Twitter, uh, Facebook, whatever. Cool. What are you on Twitter? At Mr. Metters. Very Did you say at? You supposed to say that? Yeah, yeah, at yeah, Mr. yeah, that's fine. Yep. That's fine. I don't know if it's like yeah. the whole GIF GIF controversy. If you say yeah. at, or and it's just, no, you it's M R, not M I S T E R. That's right. That's Mr. right. Matters. Mr. R Matters. That's The abbreviated version. Yep. All right. So, guys, uh, thanks. This was a great chat, um, listeners. If uh, you enjoyed the show, which of course you did, because you listened to this show and you have goodness, if they're still listening now, they yeah, love it. Do they better, or they hate themselves. I'm not yeah. sure which. <laughs> or they're stranded in the airport. That's right. They're like, oh. It's a second episode. Uh, it's, like, it's like, holy crap, we've been here for two uh, weeks. This is an area code podcast.